0: Yes, this is Think Queerly, and I am your host Darren Steele. Now, why the hell have I got Christmas music playing in the background? Well, it's a ho, ho, ho. Hey, who you calling a ho? This isn't Happy Holidays. How could this be Happy Holidays during the COVID nineteen pandemic? It's a serious question, and might I suggest it's an existential question. Okay, jokes aside, let's get into it. I want to talk about how we can have a happy and healthy holiday during the pandemic and how to either create new traditions or to scrap traditions altogether and see things differently. How we use language that can help us be very skillful around tradition in the holidays and with respect to the emotions that we feel that are unconsciously triggered by all the advertising and all the things people say about the holidays Possessions versus lack thereof, gift giving versus lack thereof, and the emotions around connection and care with people that we want to be around. It's a lot to talk about. And it is Saturday, December the 19th in the morning. And I just thought of this as a response to a conversation that I had with a friend. So this is going to be a very freewheeling, you know, one sided conversation with you today. But I hope. It helps you. It's going to be a little bit in the vein of the last couple of episodes, which are uh, personal evolution practices, but without a very rigorous practice. I will end with some questions that you could ask yourself if you find yourself struggling with how to proceed around the holidays, given all of the various suggestions and recommendations about not visiting Other people. So let me start with the background, the story. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, um, I was texting with a friend of mine and he wrote, It's hard to believe it's one week till Christmas. What an odd year. It doesn't feel Christmassy to me at all. And I said, Well, you don't have to. There are no rules around feeling Christmassy. And he said, Well, that's true, but it's always made me happy before. And I wrote back saying, well, we're doing our very best to make Christmas feel festive for us. I bought a bottle of Prosecco that we can have on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. We ordered a Christmas Eve dinner package that we'll pick up for takeout uh, from our famous, famous, our favorite restaurant on Parliament Street in Toronto called the House on Parliament. And in advance of Christmas Day, we ordered a really lovely fruit flan from this cute little um, bakery catering shop called Danielle and Danielle around the corner from us. And I'm probably going to make some super extra cheesy baked zitty on Christmas Day. So it's going to be one hell of a a feast fest, fest just for my partner, Christian and I and no one else. And so he replied, it's hard to feel festive this year. You know how much I love Christmas, and I'm having a hard time getting into it. Now let me tell you a little bit about my friend, and maybe you'll see yourself in it. He loves Christmas. He absolutely loves Christmas. I think if there were one holiday he could celebrate all year long, that would be the one. And I can't stress enough how much he loves Christmas. It's an everything holiday to him. He goes all out. He gets in the mood. He wears a Santa suit. He'll wear an entire Christmas outfit. He decorates his apartment with the best, you know garnishings and decorations that you'd see at like some high-end restaurant or or bar on Church Street in Toronto. And he wants everyone to have a gift and he's got a tradition of having everybody over. He recently did something a couple of years ago where you sort of have like the people that were alone on the holidays or the outcasts, so to speak, over for a Christmas Eve dinner with all the fixings, everything prepared. You're not allowed to bring a present. It's just who he is. And it brings him a lot of joy, brings him a lot of happiness. And the other side of this is how much this time means to him for the reasons that include his family, connection, giving, and love. He's very much a giver. And this really, this holiday, Christmas, really appeals to him, I guess, for that and just his up bringing and his whole personal history. And I see this as a very interesting challenge, how we deal with tradition, which is a a series of habits that are, you know, built into events at different times of the year within society. And all of the assumptions and the presumptions that come with these different traditions, some of these traditions are religious based, and some of them are not. And as a personal leadership life coach, I'm fascinated by the, the challenge when we depend on external circumstances or events for our happiness. Because if you depend on something outside of yourself to be happier, to feel joy, it's going to be a very difficult and challenging life for you. And what I'm talking about to be very clear here is happiness when it relates to the absence or the presence of material things or events. I'm not talking about the emotional connections with people because that's a really serious, difficult challenge during the pandemic is not being able to visit friends, family, people that you want to be with because that's a very basic human need. But When it comes to possessions or events, um, there are certainly egotistical issues around having capitalism possessions, and I don't have to go into all of that, I think you can imagine what we're talking about there, but if you are attached to things, that becomes kind of a prison in its own way. But what about events? In a sense, not in a sense, but events specifically like Christmas or the holidays, these religious holidays, which are tradition-based, which in societies like North America or in Canada come very much from a Christian background, and they carry with it a whole sense of values and beliefs and morals with them as well, and expectations about what people are supposed to do. So I'm not discounting the positive emotional states that all of us experience over these holiday periods, whether you celebrate or not, because you can't help but see it in television advertising, hearing it on the radio, walking down the street, and seeing all the Christmas decorations in the store. But I am suggesting that we take a deep, hard look at the tradition of the holidays and and all of the things that come in to make tradition, and how tradition enforces. And boxes many people into expecting a set of events to happen that are habitual, that when they don't happen will only lead to disappointment, like what my friend is experiencing. So, my experience of Christmas has changed over the years. As a kid, I mean, of course I loved Christmas. My sister and I, we we couldn't hardly wait to get up in the morning, wondering if Santa had arrived. I was also brought up Catholic, so there was a very religious element to parts of Christmas. And then when I began to question both my faith, my faith, when I began to question my faith, my belief, around age 16 or 17, while I was coming to terms with accepting myself as a gay man, I could not see myself represented or accepted. I also realized that I could no longer believe in something. I could no longer believe in God, something that I had been taught to believe. i had never been taught anything else. I had never been offered the opportunity to wonder if this were right or wrong for me. It was just taught to me from childhood as an unquestionable truth. And that's not to say anything condemnatory about my parents. It's just that's what parents do. Parents transmit their belief systems to their children. Different parents will teach in different ways. Different parents may, as the child grows older, expose them to different types of belief systems or help them understand the world so that they can come to make their own choices. But a lot of us have never questioned the sets of beliefs that we have in our life. So at that same time, coming to terms with my sexuality and being a teenager meant rebellion, meant, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not participating in this tradition. And I shunned all traditional holidays and I refused to go to church anymore. And I wanted nothing to do with what I saw as a mindless acquiescence to traditional values. Because even though I didn't quite yet have the capacity to, to determine how it all happened, I look back now and I recognize why it's been such a journey for me to to get clear about what are my belief systems, to understand what is morality and how I can exist as a moral humanitarian, how I can exist in a human-heartedness capacity, taking my learnings from the Tao Te Ching, and how I can come up with my own sets of values and my core values of acceptance, impact, and joy, as opposed to traditional values that I had been taught as something from birth, so to speak. Now, I digress a little bit, but over the years, I've also had to deal with the challenge, as I sure all of us have, with other people's needs around the holidays, other people's emotions and expectations around the holidays. And in many ways, my mother is kind of similar to my friend in that she has emotional memories and a history that starts to come up over the holidays. Now, my good friend experiences mostly joy and is excited about the holidays, whereas very often my mom has a very mixed Set of emotions that come back to um, childhood health issues, um, issues with her father, and then as a mother of myself and my sister, missing, longing for that childhood innocence and joy of wrapping up presents, or sorry, unwrapping presents, (laughs) and seeing what's under the tree for the first time. And she misses that experience. She, at least for some time in her life, didn't want to let go of that and would go into those past memories and kind of get depressed, which made Christmas sometimes very challenging um, when those kinds of emotions were coming up. But we all have our issues, right? And I'm not saying any of this to make my friend or myself or my mother seem like bad people. These are just things that we all experience. And When I say it in this way, think about how tradition creates these expectations. And I've spoken about how expectations are unrealistic and can never be met, right? So it's an interesting intellectual as well as emotional challenge right now in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic to imagine how we can feel Or experience joy or create traditions or abandon traditions during this so-called time of Christmas or the, open quote, holidays, close quote, because Christmas is entirely a Christian tradition and is so... Probably the right word to say is, you know, glorified and exemplified as the tradition, which is why people reject using the word saying happy Christmas. They want you to say happy holidays because that's more politically correct. But we have to recognize the reality in which we live, at least in Canada and North America. There are other people that celebrate holidays at different times of the year that just don't have that kind of face time in the media and in the propagation of possessions that you can pick up at your local store. So what about right now? So my partner Christian and I have been talking for some time and we live in Ontario in Toronto. And so every city and municipality and country is different with respect to what's going on and different levels of lockdown. Well, we are in the thick of the second wave and you know, the top doctors in both Canada and Ontario and the uh, Toronto health officials were advising in very early December, stay home. Don't travel. Don't go visit family. I mean, if you've got a bubble already, that's fine. But the issue is we're in the most problematic zone in Toronto. And while my partner and I are staying at home, we haven't had anyone in our apartment since the first lockdown in the middle of March, other than maintenance a maintenance person, two, three times to fix something, wearing a mask. We haven't visited any other friends except in the summer outside on a patio or at the beach or in a park with social distancing. But in the right now, when you could possibly be asymptomatic and get COVID, other than walking outside or just going to get groceries and always, always, always wearing a mask and washing our hands, how do we know for certain that one of us might not just for some slim chance possibly get COVID, be asymptomatic, and we go visit my parents or his parents, and my parents are late 70s and his parents are early 70s, and his father has cancer in remission and my mother has cancer. Like, it's so irresponsible when we look at it, yet it's the struggle of feeling the emotional want to spend time with our family, to, to allow the experience that we can anticipate of all the fun and joy and happiness and connection and care and acceptance that we would get from being in that situation. But here is where we live in Ontario and Toronto, and we've seen the number of infections rise from November to December to like at least three times that of what we thought was the worst in the first wave in April when things peaked in Ontario. <clears throat> and, you know, we can't allow this to continue. We as individuals have to act more responsibly than our provincial leader who is like grossly mismanaging and ignoring top health official, officials, and just doing a terrible, sloppy, slow-responding job in a pandemic. And we're no longer in the newness of this. We're nine months in. We have the trends, we have the reports, we have the data. We know vaccines are being implemented. We know more vaccines are coming. We know there is light at the end of the tunnel. So if our governments are not doing the right thing, we, at an individual level, need to be human-hearted and take care of others for our own benefit. So... Conditions. What are the conditions that could be met that would allow you to revel, to enjoy these Christmassy holiday feelings that are based in tradition, your own traditions, the larger social toll or religious traditions, and the history of the emotions that you associate with this time of year? So I'm going to ask you three questions. And they're very open-ended questions, like I said at the beginning. These are kind of like my personal evolution questions, but they're not as defined, they're not as refined. I'm just leaving this really open just for you to consider. Why is Christmas, or why are the holidays at this time of year so important to you? It's worth writing this down and getting really clear on what this means. It's also a really fulfilling exercise to for you to understand And to see through what beliefs and values might be coming up as you make notes of this. Now, the second question, if you want to do it, requires a little bit more work. Now, what are the three to five dominant emotions that you experience over the holidays? And if you want to play a bonus round, then consider the positive and the negative emotions. Because, well, you know, what are the holidays without drama, right? Well, I gave you the comparison of my friend, my mother, and my own experiences. My friend is looking for that joy and connection and love and giving and and helping, extending and opening up his home to other people during the holidays. So those would be the dominant positive emotions for him. And for my mother and myself, some of the negative emotions would be guilt, judgment, shame, um, physical discomfort. I remember as a little boy when everybody smoked. I didn't smoke, but being at my grandparents' place and all my aunts and uncles smoking and being in the basement and everybody smoking and my grandfather and one of my uncles smoking a pipe, I would get so sick. So I also associate... Unclean air, having trouble breathing with childhood Christmas memories. And once you've done that, this is a much larger practice that I'm going to probably share at some point in a future podcast. For each of those emotions, the positive and the negative ones, what ingredients, what other sort of emotions, or events, or situations, or people, or environments come together to cook that recipe so it finally bakes that experience of that emotion. Okay, if that metaphor is confusing, think of it this way. What are the ingredients that come together to cook the recipe of a joyful experience of Christmas, a feeling like he wants to celebrate? Well, it would be decorating Decorating the house with all the different ornaments, getting a tree, putting lights on it, doing all the preparation and the shopping to prepare for a Christmas dinner. So you can see it's a huge list of things. And then when all the people come over, the culmination of that event, the baking of all the ingredients and the putting together of the method to do that recipe, all the different things he had to do, turns out to be that wonderful baked or roast of an evening called christmas eve or christmas day. And when you're really mindful then you can see all these different ingredients showing up or not showing up or being deflected or being oppressed or or what or being suppressed in some way and if those things those conditions aren't met this goes back to the question what conditions can be met that would allow you to to revel to enjoy this time of year? that is so disruptive because of COVID-19, how can you still feel, if not all, then close to what it is you want to feel at this time of year without going down the negative slide of, woe is me, I can't enjoy Christmas because all of these things aren't happening. What things are happening? And in the moment, Can you appreciate what you do have instead of what you're not going to be able to have that you were expecting? So can you appreciate what you do have or what you will have? If you're alone at Christmas, I know it's hard if you can't be with people But if you've got a computer and technology, you can have dinner over Zoom. It's not the same, I know, but it's something. I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not trying to make light of this. It's really important for us to consider this moment right now, December 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic coming up on a year, basically, because we were seeing news of this in uh, December, I believe, um, coming out of Wuhan, China, to look at what has been normative, what has been status quo in the past. And that we've taken that for granted. And what COVID is teaching us is it's not only just a great leveler, And that the virus is unpredictable, predictable in some ways, but it's also equitable. Anyone can get it. No one is immune. And how does that level the playing field? What kind of world do we want to create going forward from this? So if I can offer some parting advice. I believe the best gift you can give to anyone this holiday is health and freedom from catching COVID 19. Call them, Zoom, Skype, do it as often as you need to. Mail, use UPS, FedEx, drop off gifts at the front of someone's door and stand back six feet. Prepare and deliver meals to someone in need. And desserts. Bake a bunch of cookies and put them in boxes and send them off, even if they don't arrive at Christmas Day. But just don't go into someone else's home. Unless you really, really, really have to. This is only one Christmas. This is only one holiday season for 2020. And we know with all the vaccines that are already being delivered and implemented, and with more to come, that we should have COVID 19 under some semblance of control. In Canada, at least, the promise is by the end of September 2021. It's not that far away. And while, to repeat something I said before, I don't believe we should go back to the old normal after we've eradicated or hopefully successfully arrested the virus. It is now certainly the time to consider and assess what has come before this. What do you want to change? What needs to change? And how can we love and care for ourselves and others in this challenging time without infecting anyone else? Because now more than ever, respect for other people's health and longevity is as important if not more important, than putting your needs first. Wishing you happy holidays and all the best in 2021.